Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome to week 40 of this year, 2022. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 3rd of October. I will jump in with our meditation. We are activespirituality.life. Pamela Cuccinell and Susan Mazzoli, nice of you to join us. And uh, what's in store, Pam? All right, so Mercury went direct yesterday on October 2nd, and we're talking about October 3rd. The moon is in the sign of Capricorn, and this actually is an incredibly productive day. Oftentimes when Mercury has changed direction from our perspective, or any of the planets really, <clears throat> we have this segue period which isn't always smooth to go into the next energy uh, um, we call it shadow of the retrograde as mercury is retracing its steps that it had uh, gone backwards on from our perspective but with hard-working moon in capricorn being supported by Pluto, and yes, I know, not everyone would say Pluto is supportive uh, when it ends up being conjunct the moon, but the reality is that we've had quite a few years to be working with this Pluto and Capricorn energy, and if we've been paying attention and are up for the task. We are doing our due diligence with uh, raising old structures and uh, working on recreating whatever comes out of the ashes. So today can be a highly productive day. It's working with the waxing moon cycle. So we are in a mode of making things happen. And so for those of us who are actually paying attention and wanting to do that, a lot can be accomplished. So what we can do on this day, Monday the 3rd, as we prepare for really kicking in with Mercury direct energy, really starting to gain momentum on that waxing moon cycle, keeping in mind we are also, the interesting thing is we're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde as we retrace steps. But we are also, and have been since early September, in the shadow of the upcoming Mars retrograde, which I've been touching on now and again. So 
I, I really see this because Mars will, it is in and will retrograde in Gemini. I really see this time as being so important for us to look at what are we doing with our communication health? Are we articulating what needs to be said? Are we expressing anger and, and desire in appropriate ways? Are we feeling in touch with how we want to get points across? And on the other hand, are we listening well? Are we open to other people's perspective? Are we willing to stretch out into beyond our comfort zone of where we get our information? So we're in this kind of, I think, <laughs> in the Northeast, the squirrels, which are frantically digging their acorns, we're in this period where we're, we're basically... We're digging, but we're not really, we may think we're digging to put something into storage, but we're also digging to gain more insight and information. And it may be uncomfortable. It may be more revelatory than something we're directly working on accessing. And that's the season of the retrogrades where they they often bring to light things that maybe we're a little hesitant or not that eager to really explore. So the moon goes void, of course, at 11.49 p.m. Eastern time, so just before the, the official day ends. And when moon is void, of course, for those who don't listen regularly, um, it's not making contact with another heavenly body before it changes signs. So we're not as attached to outcomes. Things don't stick. Now, Eastern time people, that's just before midnight. So a lot of people will be winding down their day or actually asleep. Uh, but if you are out and about and you meet someone new or you have a discussion that seems exciting, just know with the void, of course, it's probably not going to gel or come together because that's the nature of void, of course. So best things to do, especially with moon and Capricorn, is to organize, kind of clear the decks and get ready for the next uh, project or thing that's coming in. The moon enters Aquarius on Tuesday the 4th at 6.20 a.m. And this is actually a really nicely positioned moon. It, it works in tandem with uh, some of the, the planets that are very much about making things happen or, or creating good alliances. And it's, it's the sign that has to do with networking and how community or different, different people come together for ideally a common goal. So this can be a very productive day. It is, I'm aware, um, on the threshold of uh, Yom Kippur, so it's also um, a time when people who practice and honor that period of time 
are going to want to do what they have to do so that they can really sink into and appreciate their holy day. And uh, it should be a productive early part of the day to do all that. So when, for those people who are not in that community, which of course a holy sacred community, family community is a wonderful place to be during this point in time, but for other people, it's also a great time to make connections that are about how do we build, create, what are we making happen together, and expressing those desires, passions, goals, or, or working them more efficiently to see how you're going to make them happen. Again, we are in the shadow of Mars retrograde. So a lot of things that might um, be discussed or wished or, or talked about uh, may yet be nascent, not quite coming into form yet. And that's a wonderful thing because when Mars is retrograde, it, it teases out the, the parts of what we want to create, bring into action that maybe we aren't addressing for whatever reason. So there can be a level of frustration or delay when it's retrograde or at the shadow period, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth kind of digging and exploring and having those conversations about. And that is true on the 5th as well, Wednesday the 5th. It's a wonderful connectivity day, all sorts of... uh, nice alliances and connections and oh I've been trying to get in touch with you but that darn Mercury retrograde (laughs) and now the lines start to open keep in mind that midday there's a picture with Uranus that can symbolize an upset or a surprise or something that we didn't expect Uh, it doesn't have to derail you just keep your balance and uh, keep alert because when when things come at us and out of the blue, uh, our reactivity needs to be something that we are in emotionally control with, so that we uh, we respond in ways that are for our highest good and also those around us. And this is absolutely possible on this day. The moon goes void, of course, at six forty six p.m. And it's void until the next morning when it enters Pisces at 8.47 a.m. So this evening with that moon in Aquarius is just really fun. (laughs) It's fun to talk to people, to share ideas, to um, bounce around online, to read something, explore something, stimulate your brain. Just know that if it's something you're really excited about, make a note of it and bring it up again or or breathe life into it when the moon is making nice aspects to something else. Because void, of course... We get excited about a lot of stuff. Uh, A lot of conversations may fly. You might meet some really cool people, and then you never see them again. (laughs) So on the 6th, Thursday, once the moon is in that sign of Pisces, 
This is an interesting day. It's got a picture in the sky between Mercury and Pluto, which signifies a real ability to reveal something or uh, discover something. It's an excellent day for those of us who like to meditate, drift, or play in some creative process to see what comes up. Because with the Pisces moon, and especially how it's moving through the sky right now, it may very well be that what you thought you were going for is not going to be what you find or what you discover. Uh, years ago, when I used to do a lot of watercolor painting, which is always a good analogy when the moon is in Pisces, <laughs> I'd start, sometimes I'd have a big field, and that means a, a big area of the paper that I wanted to be a certain color. And so when I lay that down or make the color happen, there are different ways to do it. You could maybe decide you're going to do a pretty much in the same tone and hue color. You can do this wash thing where different things happen and different values of the color come up. Um, but there's a, a, a trust in uh, the confidence of one's skill because I was actually very good at watercolor when I was doing it. So there's a trust in the ability to do it. But there's also... Uh, for those who want, because not everybody wants. Some people say, okay, I know my skill. I know what I want to accomplish, and I'm going to lay this color down, and that's what it's going to look like. Well, that's a beautiful thing. But sometimes it's good to invite in, well, what might happen? Let me load the brush with a little more chroma. Let me see where this might go. And that's what Thursday the 6th can bring in. It can bring in something that is delicious or not really what you thought you were inviting in, but when you have confidence and trust in possibilities or what you don't know yet, then you can invite in something that may, may jump you to another point of discovery or confidence or awareness or consciousness. It's a very powerful day. And it doesn't have to just be about the creative process. It can be about uh, inviting in certain discussions or, well, it's all creative, right? Or um, what happens during a, a therapy session, uh, body, uh, spiritual, mental, emotional, or what, what happens during meditation or that kind of exploration. Very strong day. So on Friday the 7th, the moon is still in the sign of Pisces, and it just kind of drifts around and, and, again, is stimulating, teasing, and encouraging. Uh, some of us may feel very wounded in the morning or have a sense of an old grievance. This is the Sun Chiron picture in the sky, and that's not 
really a bad thing. What's important is to discover how comfortable you are identifying as the victim and if you're willing to step outside that and see it in a different light. And as to what that means, that's something that you can discuss with a spiritual advisor or a friend or, or someone you trust. Or, um, but it, it, it's when we look at what's happened in our life and we want to spin it with a different perspective. And so if you have the luxury of just sort of easing into your morning and you feel things that are kind of acute, um, let yourself sit with it and, and invite in or consider what if I labeled this differently or saw this differently? What would it look like? Now, if you don't have the luxury of time and all that comes up, then ask higher power, your um, higher self, God, goddess, whatever, whatever you call or think of a, a stronger entity, energy that you are connected to. Because I don't think you'd be listening to us if you didn't think that in some capacity. But just turn it over to that the higher wisdom and see what happens throughout your day because uh, revelation uh, epiphanies different ways of seeing can come in actually more easily than when we're sitting there mulling over it and 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 thinking about how we can make it happen so as the day proceeds uh, i i hope um all of us can have a restful um, evening, one that is allowing us to be restored and refreshed. Uh, some of us may have a lot of anger, and uh, it can come up in different forms. Anger is really a, a very dimensional emotion, in my in my opinion. So it can it can be rage. It can be um, it can be remorse, it can be grief. Uh, can grief be anger? Of course it can. Um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, certainly talked about stages. And so there's a lot of things that may be coming up for some of us. Or you may find yourself in a conversation or situation with someone who that's where they're at. And the best way to deal with this is to, again, listen, allow, step away from judgment if possible, or blame. Blame is toxic in these situations. And if you can move into a place of restful sleep, meditation, um, in the dream state to once again allow healing and uh, another way of seeing or perspective. It's, it's actually an incredibly powerful evening, this um, Friday evening into Saturday, to allow the dreams, the unconscious, to free demons and bring revelation. Very, very powerful. 
And if you can wake up early on the 8th, wonderful. If you can't, that's okay. You're still gonna, <laughs> you still can have a really great day. On the 8th, the moon goes void, of course, at 7.10 a.m. And it enters Aries at 11.57 a.m. So if you can kind of give yourself a really sweet leisure morning on the 8th, that is absolutely wonderful because you want to just enjoy beauty, meditate, maybe cry. Some of us may need to cry for whatever reason. Uh, Moon in Pisces just is, it's the access to emotions that are really about being fully human. So when we feel certain emotions and we don't allow them, we are negating our humanness. So I I wish all of us a quiet, kind of slow-moving morning on the 8th. Once the moon enters Aries at 11.57, radically different air energy. It's fire, it's cardinal, it's cooking, and it will eventually uh, make a picture with Jupiter in the sky. So this is like opportunities are coming in, people are stimulated, we feel very jazzed, and Pluto goes direct um, in the wee hours of let me see. Oh, yeah. Pluto goes direct uh, in the early evening, 5.56 p.m. to be exact. And Pluto direct, depending on where it falls in your horoscope, can be personal or it can just be, let's see what's going on in the news. Because things tend to erupt or, or get revealed, especially um, things about power, money, um, stuff that really affects us all because we're all under the <laughs> under different governments, financial institutions, etc., etc., etc. However, it doesn't have to upset your day because Mars uh, Mars retrograde coming later in the month. Moon in Aries, so when we're in Aries mode, it's like, okay, I feel something's coming. What is it? And this is, the evening can be, you might get into arguments, discussions. Sunday the 9th, oh, yeah, and there's a full moon in Aries. And this is a, this is a, um, very confrontational full moon. It is demanding stuff. It demands stuff from us. It demands stuff from you. It demands stuff from the other. It demands stuff from the man. It's a, uh, we are entering, or rather, no, we are integrating a lot of the information that's come in this year. And we are galvanizing to figure out a way to create real decisive action. However, in the shadow of Mars retrograde, uh, as we then will move through as we get into next year, um, 
things don't necessarily happen fast, but it is a time to step up to whatever you feel passionate, committed, and a need to do in the course of your life over the next year and beyond. And now I turn it over to Susie. Wow, that's a lot going on, a lot of information, and whoa, I might need to listen to this twice to soak all of that up. Um, but it sounds like a lot. It is, but it's also happening at the absolute perfect time. <laughs> As is everything always, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I invite everyone to this meditation. Just find yourself in a nice quiet seat, sitting up straight, take a few deeper breaths, allow ourselves to arrive. And as we arrive, just feeling our presence Tapping into your heart energy. And as we're tapping in, recognizing that we have this opportunity now to maybe recalibrate or re examine or just check in on ourselves. And as we do that, just noticing our emotional state. Where am I? Where have I been? Or where do I want to go? And let's just contemplate now how we do move forward. And it is often quite helpful just to check in on your emotional state, making sure that you're still in a place of virtue, holding a virtuous attitude so that you can be luminous, you can be the embodiment of loving kindness You can be the embodiment of compassion no matter what the situation is and no matter how much you feel the unfairness of the world, no matter how much you feel you're in a very, very difficult, tight situation, whether you feel like you've perhaps been attacked or hurt by others, and really keeping check on yourself so that you're not blaming others, that you're not pointing your finger at others, that you're not creating this external vehicle that is the the, uh, reason for your happiness or your unhappiness, the reason for your suffering. So we're checking in on our anger. We're checking in on our 
ignorance. We're checking in on our desires. Are they perhaps out of control and turning into envy or greed or overconsumption of anything, overconsumption of food or overconsumption of social media or anything that really perhaps should be kept in moderation or perhaps should actually not be anywhere near us at all. So we're just kind of noticing how virtuous is my being right now. And it's not about feeling bad about yourself. It's not about looking at the past. It's right now I would like to really embody that virtuous state. That virtuous state where I am able to make decisions, actions, and thoughts that are helpful, that come from love, that come from joy, that come from understanding that come from patience. Patience is a big one for many of us. As the world is rushing by, as your computer screen is flipping up and down with constant pieces of information, as everything is constantly trying to get your attention and as you have 10,000 things on your plate, patience plays a big role in our lives. So again, just bringing back our concentration, our contemplation, our meditation to the fact that we would all like to be in a virtuous state, full of loving kindness, where we are not engaging with judgment, where we are not engaging with anger, not engaging with ignorance, and where we are creating this energy for our future. Whatever has happened in the past has happened in the past. The past is complete and gone. And now in this very moment, I am contemplating my own goodness and I might have to go down several layers to find it. I think of wearing like lots and lots of coats in the winter, all of the layers that I've built to protect myself. I'm allowing those layers to become transparent. I'm allowing those layers to just become neutral. I'm uh, I am allowing those layers now to just dissipate while I come back to my core, my core of unconditional love, 
to that very powerful place in me that is simply love, unconditional love. It is a place that motivates me, inspires me to do good in the world, not just for myself, for my loved ones, not just for a small circle, but to do good in the world beyond beyond, for example, just my family, to do good in the world, to help others. And we feel this motivation within ourselves as we are intelligent, healthy, spiritual beings. And we have the opportunity we have the momentum, we have the absolute ability now to go beyond ourselves to do good in this world, to help end the suffering of others. And as we do this, as we put this intention out there and as we begin to do it, we notice that our own state by doing good is improved, that we are creating this snowball effect now of being in a joyous state, of being in this virtuous, luminous state. by helping others, helping ourselves. And whether that's picking up an ant from inside the room and taking it outside to saving someone's life, we are all contributing through these acts of kindness every single day to increase this sentient being sense of wellness on the planet by doing kind acts here and now in our lives for the greatest good of all life on earth. Taking a deep breath, we feel this beautiful energy in our heart center breathing out feeling the interdependence of all of us together. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Pam, and see you all next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.